Yo, this is Tom Lope, and you're cooling out with No Jibba Jabba FM. It's that funky cold Medina. Toys R Us riding wheelies. Right. 20 plus years old, yeah, the Mac is silly. I don't have to hide it. Folks so tight like I was a Johnaman. Ask him, what's my age again? Eating Flissel's vitamins. I got the PS3, the 360 has more died before. Smash the NES in the floor. Still get. Hey, hey. Yo, yo. And welcome to episode 29. 29. Of the Death Cakes Podcast. What's up? Welcome back, friends and neighbors. <laughs> oh, shit. And before we get into today's topic, I want to shout somebody out. Because I actually didn't notice it until after we had mentioned it on... What was it? 20... On Mini the Fool, I guess. Uh, Mini Fool episode 5. Alright. Uh, but we actually got a 5-star review. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I said, anytime we get one, we will read it on the show. So, let me get it pulled up here. Um, everybody just vamp for a second. Just chill out. Relax. <laughs> How you guys doing? What, what are you, you drinking while I'm... I'm looking for this. Actually, you know what? All I've got is water today. You know, no, uh, I don't have any alcoholic liquid refreshment tonight. Oh. You know, yeah, smack. Well, hey, I mean, big, uh, sports weekend, you know, Cardinals advance. Yeah. Uh, you know, all the football games, everything like that, and, you know, some preseason basketball. So, yeah, it, it, it didn't last long, uh, this past weekend. <laughs> and I didn't pick up anymore, so. But uh, oh, but but on the topic of of alcoholic beverages, uh, I want to shout out also. I want to shout out. Uh, I want to shout out Schlafly again. Uh, Jay, you sent me this tweet earlier. They tweeted about uh, Boogaloo, which is uh, actually right over here in the neighborhood. My neighborhood over here, not too far from where I'm at. Um, they do something called pumpkin bombs. And first of all, okay, you guys, I don't know if I talked about this on the show. I love Irish car bombs. I love Jameson Irish, uh, Irish whiskey. It's ah, it's great. I used to keep, well, you know, I, I love, I, I love me some Jameson. But uh, yeah, so you know how it goes with the Irish car bomb. You know, you've got a pint of Guinness. You know, you got your shot of Bailey's and uh, and Jameson, which you drop right into the pint of Guinness and chug that bad boy. Uh, they do something called pumpkin bombs over there at Boogaloo, which uh, I'm you can do on your own as well, which. Um, Instead of the Guinness, you replace that with a Schlafly, uh, Schlafly pumpkin, pumpkin ale, which uh, we've talked up a lot on this show here. We love that stuff. It's great. It's like pumpkin pie in a bottle, eight percent, really gets you nice. You have a couple of those, but uh, and then you're gonna also replace the uh, the Baileys with rum chata. So you're gonna have rum chata and Guinness shot dropped into a pint of uh, 
of Schlafly Pumpkin Ale, and uh, I never thought of something like that, but apparently you get over here at Boogaloo, and I will be doing that at home soon, because <laughs> that sounds amazing. That does sound really good. That does sound good. I mean, I'm out of water. You send me that, I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> I know. As soon as I saw it, I thought of you, so I sent it right away. Yeah, and you know, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not one who really likes to mix stuff in my beers, except when you talk about, you know, a really nice shot like that, you know, like like car bomb. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember a couple of years ago, um, they were talking about taking slathy pumpkin and then throwing whipped cream in it and having a pumpkin pie. I'm like, how dare you, sir? <laughs> I catch anybody putting whipped cream in my slathy pumpkin. I'll, I'm beating your ass. <laughs> Don't do it. Yeah, that that sounds gross. That just sounds gross. But uh, anyway, we got a five-star review from uh, Chris Buminer, who yes, yes. is actually from another St. Louis podcast uh, called the Rock Paper Podcast. Definitely Rock go Paper podcast. Rock Paper Podcast. <laughs> Which uh, yeah, definitely go and uh, check them out. They are uh, a podcast. They, they do a lot of interviews with uh, comedians and uh, musicians. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is that actually a, a really cool show? And uh, I need to go and uh, give them a review in kind. <laughs> Just well, I've it. got a <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I've got a bunch of reviews I got to get out anyway. I keep saying it. I will let you do that. But uh, yeah, they are one of them. Um, yeah. Another thing I like about their show. I mean, you mentioned they talk about you know um, they interview musicians and uh, comedians, but they also, if you look at their show notes, they actually line up like they actually post all these uh, events that are actually happening like uh, in and around the area for like the next week out you know yeah which is really cool yeah it is it is um anyway uh Chris says he sent this on uh, September 25th and I'm sorry that it took me so long to actually log into iTunes and take a look <laughs> but uh he says that uh I started a podcast of my own and began looking at other St. Louis podcasts and found this one these guys have a great show going, and the movies and topics they cover are awesome. If you get a chance, go and take a listen to an episode because they because it's definitely worth your time. Keep it up, guys, and we most certainly will. Thank you, Chris. Yeah, thank you, Chris. Chris Bumeter uh, at C Bumeter on um, on Twitter and uh, B U M E T E R, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And uh, and Shane Presley also is uh, you know the other host. A rock paper podcast thanks guys mm-hmm. you know, and uh keep doing your keep keep it up too man we like your show yeah yeah definitely um anyway let's get into today's topic and we're yes. going back to music folks yeah 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 i mean we've been a while yeah we we talked about a little bit in, in episode 24 but that was more about music videos um yeah and we didn't play too much music Right. That was uh well uh twenty nah twenty three twenty three yeah I'm sorry twenty three yeah which yeah. is good one yeah it was about videos you know not yeah. big, music too but you know videos before music yeah but you know this time around we were kicking around topics to talk about and um we wanted to do another music show and we started trying to figure out what we want to talk about and I just started thinking. Do you remember how how good, um, well, good, bad, whatever, but remember how sort of popular 
movie soundtracks were back in the 80s and 90s. Yeah, especially the 90s. Yeah, especially the 90s. I mean, if you look at it now, uh, they still might make soundtracks for movies. Um, there's still always, you know, that one hit that they really push hard. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it's on the Blu-ray in the special features, you know, it's it's on the radio and all this stuff. But I don't think they are as memorable. And maybe it's because we're in the age of iTunes and you can just go buy that song. You know? It is. It is. But, um, you know, you can still get... I, and, I mean, really, I want to say the last popular... The most popular soundtrack I can think of. The last really popular one. And I could be wrong. The last one I, that comes to mind for me is 8 Mile. Yeah. Because you know, everybody wanted that Eminem song and then 50 Cent. That was... Uh, I think Wankster was on there. Yeah. And that was like the first that was before he dropped his album. And so they kind of did that to tease his album too. See, soundtracks were, I mean, you know, they were, sometimes the stuff was in the movie, sometimes it wasn't. Or then sometimes you get those uh, collections that were like from and inspired by, which I always thought for the most part, those were kind of just, yeah, garbage, just cash grabs, you know. Yeah. But, you know, they were that, but then they were also promotional tools. Like we said, you know, that was, a movie loosely based on Eminem's life, but then he used it to promote some of the upcoming artists that he had, like 50 Cent, on his label. You saw that a lot back then. Yeah. Like the soundtrack. Yeah, it it was a place. It was a good place for people to, or for artists, to uh, put out maybe an experimental track or, or track that wouldn't fit on their regular album. Right. They could put it on soundtrack. Um. And again, before we get too deep into this, I do want to um, not put a warning, but um, we, we've said it before. You know, we're a couple of black kids. We've we've got a, a hip hop slant to this, and and there's no way we can talk about every soundtrack that's ever been made. And I'm sure we're going to forget some that you may, may like, but that's the point of the show, just to get you thinking about those those right, soundtracks right. and go back and talk about it. Or, hey, you know, start up a conversation with us on, on Twitter, you know? Right. It is, and, and as much as, you know, we do kind of pride ourselves in being encyclopedias, you know, <laughs> of, 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 of these bygone eras, you know? It's really not what this show is particularly about. The show is about memories. And so we're talking mm-hmm. about the stuff that we remember personally, you know, and the stuff that was actually in So, yeah, I mean, the show and these movies uh, in particular on this podcast, you know, these movies uh, that we're talking about, these movie soundtracks, mostly are black movies and have hip-hop and R&B soundtracks. So mm-hmm. um, there's a couple of these in here that are a little more um, mainstream crossover, you know, like, but uh, for the most part, I mean, like, you know, they like... Like you know, people have uh, fond memories of the Ro- Romeo and Juliet soundtrack, you know, or the, or the Empire, yeah, Clueless or, or Empire Records. See, we didn't watch that type of shit, <laughs> not really. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, I just w- wanted to put that out there first. You know, we're not a uh, a list show of you know right, everything right. that's out there. So you know, we're just gonna everything on our show has a hip hop slant. So. Just putting that out there, so don't get mad. Part, yep. <laughs> don't get mad if we don't talk about your favorite movie soundtrack this episode. 
Yeah, yeah, but yeah. but if we do get something, you know, kind of like 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 you said, sort of in the vein of what we're talking about that we left out of here, hit us up, man. Let, let us know because we probably we probably did forget it, and we'll be like, damn. Because a lot of times it happens too with this show. We're like, ah, man, on the show I meant to talk about this, and I I forgot. Oh, it happens every episode. Yeah. I mean, it has gotten better now that we have a new system in place for <laughs> for uh, I mean, let's not get too far behind the curtain but you know we, we do have a, a show docket now that we sort of have a rough outline for you know so that helps <laughs> but and let's just get into it um yeah, exactly we're getting some of this material uh, i mean there let's just talk 80s real quick just to get you down there um i really didn't start paying attention to music till maybe 88 89 around there so I didn't really pay attention to you know um like what we mentioned before um breakfast club or or uh uh say anything or any of those St. Elmo's Fire St. Elmo's Fire yeah (laughs) wanna be your man in motion (laughs) or you know the Rocky soundtrack or anything like that oh didn't pay attention to those, really. You know, I I didn't pay attention to music. Period. I mean, I listened to it, but I I never had any kind of, you know, must must buy, must listen type mentality. You know. See, and and I was different. I did pay attention to music, um, but it wasn't. I mean, well, I couldn't buy shit. I mean, I couldn't do that. But um, I recorded stuff off the radio all the time. You know, I uh. But but back in those days, I mean, you're talking about the '80s, uh, and talking about some of those soundtracks that were <laughs> they mentioned right there. You know, I mean, I can think, I can think back, I can remember stuff. Like, um, but here's the thing: it's not like I associated these these uh, songs with particular movies. Like, I remember uh, Bob Seger, you know, the Shakedown Breakdown. Mm-hmm. What do I know? I don't know that's from. I didn't know that's from Beverly Hills Cop. I hadn't seen Beverly Hills Cop until I was older. Right, or you know, um, what's his name? Uh, Danger Zone. Uh, oh, Kenny Loggins. Yeah, Kenny Loggins and Top Gun. I, you know. Now that one I knew. I knew that was Top Gun. Well, yeah, yeah, but, but you know, but, but yeah, you know, you don't. I you wasn't know, I think, rushing out, out to, you know, to get that tape or record the song off the radio. Or anything, side you know? note, side note, and we've done this a lot. I mentioned it on um on on the recent Keepers of the Funk, and also um. We've been talking about some of these past episodes, and we posted a couple on our on our website. We have to go back and um, uh, repost a lot of that stuff because we had issues trying to get it up there before. But we're talking about Xbox playlists. Ace mm-hmm. Combat is a very fun play, sort of part arcade, part sim. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Ace, you know, play, uh, jet combat game, flight. Yeah, but. Uh, and I like playing it, but one thing about it, the music was boring. It's this generic hero music. It puts me right to sleep. And so that was one of my early playlists, too, I had. I said, you know what? Damn this. I'm going to go find the Top Gun soundtrack. And so I went and got, <laughs> I went and got Kenny Loggins' Danger Zone and uh, whoever sang Mighty Wings, you know, was on there. But then everything else was so slow, so I started adding to it, and that's what... But, you know, nothing... That, that changed the whole vibe of the game for me, you know, playing... You know, going and, and, and blasting people out of the sky to Danger Zone. 
you know, and, and, and other little rock songs like you know, pop rock from the '80s like that. You know that 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 was my whole, that was my early playlist, and that's what really that that I mean. I mentioned them before, you know, but like, I think Skate was one of my first ones that I made playlists for. That was one of my other big ones, was the Ace Combat. But, uh, yeah, you know, the, the Danger Zone. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, well, as you have heard with this show, um, myself, my brother and other co-host Mark and my sister, your mom, are three very large Prince fans, yep. and I, I have to say I became one because of my brother and my sister constantly playing Purple Rain. <laughs> I don't know how many times I heard that song. <laughs> you know, and you know, not for nothing, it's a great album. It really is, but you know, it. I think they brainwashed me. <laughs> yeah, they had. How old were you when you first heard "Darling Nikki"? Oh, I never heard that. <laughs> I went until I was much older, much older. And, and if I did hear it, I don't remember it. I just remember, of course, you know, "Let's Go Crazy" and oh yeah, yeah. Uh, title track "Purple Rain." Mm-hmm. You know, but uh. Then of, of that's what? Well, this is a purple rain, but I just, I, I just got a flashback. You just did, you just hit me with one of Death Cake's moments, man. Remember when Mark had that I Rock? Yeah. And he, I remember he was bumping um, uh, when doves cry. He had that in there. <laughs> Driving around your neighborhood with that shit. <laughs> yeah. That's... Yeah. I have to yeah. talk to him about that next time we next time we get the show going. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I mean, Purple Rain is a bad movie, but one thing about that soundtrack and about some of the other soundtracks that we talk about here, I like when the soundtrack is actually in the movie. We yes. talked about it in in the Batman episode when the music is not just background music that that's playing over a scene it's actually integrated into the scene you know like like all of the purple rain soundtrack that that was music that they were playing on stage it was actual songs from the movie and even some of the songs sort of told the story of what was going on in prince's head in that scene you know at that time uh, same thing with with uh, Batman. You know, um, the Joker is is playing uh, Party Man when he walks into the museum, and you know he, he's playing, he's dancing. He tells the dude to stop. Uh, the guy hits stop on the on the uh, boombox. The song quits. Yeah, or like in that final scene when when you know Batman is fighting Joker and all the other guys and Prince is over there set up with the band playing that dance cheering them on <laughs> hashtag bust that body <laughs> <laughs> okay it didn't really happen but we want it to happen funny or die oh god private cabin get on it yes please. oh that would be so funny oh man but uh, let's just fast forward to the 90s because uh, like 
you well, were I mean, too we're young in the here, 80s. This is, yeah, because that was 89, by the way, Batman. Yeah, and that that's Which right around the time when I started paying attention to music anyway. So, let's just jump into the 90s. And... Uh, how do you want to approach this? You know, what's... Well, first of all, let's stick with let, let's let's stick with Prince, man. Um, that Graffiti Bridge soundtrack, you remember that? Oh fuck you! <laughs> yeah, because I was look, because um, cousin-in-law Betsy, shout out. Uh, we were talking about Prince, and and <laughs> we were talking about Prince's look in that movie. Uh, I've never actually seen the movie. Have you? It, I've seen parts. I've never seen the whole thing. I I, I don't to. even know what this movie is. I just know that it existed. It's it's a sequel to to uh, Purple Rain, but is it? Yeah, yeah. It, it's a sequel to Purple Rain, but I want to say, and I'm just going off memory that the thing the everything was on a soundstage. Like it was sort of. It was more shot like a music video than actual movie with actual locations. Like all the locations were on a soundstage. You could tell that was a soundstage, but they're going for some uh... sort of artistic thing. But Prince has this look. I don't know what the fuck it is. His his hair is just flat ironed and huge, <laughs> like this lion's mane. And then his beard doesn't look like hair. It looks like it's just drawn on his face. <laughs> and and we we were talking about it because we're we gonna have to do an episode about this. We might because <laughs> it, it's it's. I've never seen it. All I know is, like I said, all I know is that it existed. It, that it that it existed. I mean, the only two songs I remember from the soundtrack were "Thieves in the Temple." That was a good song. Yeah, and then uh, that Tevin Campbell song uh, "Round and Round," which is Round really good round. too. It was like good. Now, was That's, that his? Was that before or after tomorrow? It was after, right? No, that, that was his debut, I think. That was. I think so. Here, let's uh, go to the Internet Bible. Um, I'm pretty sure that was like his. No, because he was he he wasn't discovered by Prince. He was discovered by Quincy Jones, right? Quincy Jones, yeah. So it may have come out. I think it just crashed. Give me a second. I'm taking a look here too, by the way. Um, let me see. Uh, nah, 89. 89. He, uh, he covered uh, Tomorrow. Okay. Which, uh, you guys don't know, that was, um, that was, uh, Brothers Johnson's song, Brothers Johnson of, uh, Strawberry Letter 23 fame, which will come up a little bit later. I love that song. Yeah. But, is that? Uh, oh yeah, there is one. I want to talk yes, about that scene. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. But I know exactly. Yeah, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. But yeah. uh. Okay. Yeah. Tomorrow came out first. And then. Like, yeah, I, was, I swore he was younger when he did that because the video. Again, this is around this is '89. You know, this is when I'm watching the box, the jukebox at the time. Uh, network and I remember that was out, and then Round and Round came later. Yeah, yeah, that was his first number one, or his first solo hit, which landed number three on the R&B charts in 1990. 
graffiti bridge. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I mean, those are the only two songs. I tried listening to some of the mother songs that were on there. <laughs> I, uh, I wasn't into them. No good? <laughs> well, I don't know. It's Prince. I mean, you know, he can do some experimental stuff. And just some stuff that just didn't hit right with me. Right. I, I mean, I'm a Prince fan, but I'm not one of those Prince apologists where everything is good, and if you don't like it, you you just don't get it. Yeah, know? no, uh uh-uh. So, um, but yeah, <laughs> graffiti All fucking right, bridge. Well, <laughs> well, there it is. I, mean, <laughs> I don't, I don't know what else to say about it. Yeah. I'm just. Because <laughs> yeah. I just don't know a lot about it and I don't know anything beyond those, those those couple of songs too But uh, yeah, These in the Temple was pretty hot though I remember that uh, Got a lot of play on the radio Yeah, it did Yeah, it did And um, Same with Round and Round mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, an, that was early New Jack, wasn't it? Or yeah. what, well I guess it was yeah, I would. I, would, I, I think. I think that was New Jack. I would. I would call would it. Would you that. put that in New Jack? Okay. I'd put it in there. Okay. And then, uh, you know, after that was uh, New Jack City. Yeah. Speaking of New Jack. Yeah. <laughs> Which we actually talked about in what episode was it when we did New Jack? Fifteen point five. Black butt rock. Yeah. That's what it is. Which we need to give. We need to give a bigger show to. To uh, New Jack Swing because that little <laughs> twenty minutes or no, we we went long on that one, like thirty minutes yeah. on that point five. It needed more, but yeah, yeah, uh, we got. We'll be back to talk yeah, about that. We talked about New Jack City on on there about it having a lot of uh, New Jack Swing music on there, but it also had the one song. It hit that album hit the first single hit right around the time when I started paying attention to music you know and I, I started making my mixtapes and recording you know shit off the radio and the first tape I ever made side A song one New Jack Hustler love it word I'm pulling trigger long rip my teeth spray to every nigga's gone got my block sewn on my dope spot last thing I sweat so suck a punk cop move like a king when I roll hot you try to flex, bang, another bang. nigga drop. You gotta deal with this, cause in the way out. Why? Cash money ain't never gonna play out. I got nothing to lose, much to gain. In my brain, I got a capitalist migraine. I gotta get paid tonight. You motherfucker. I mean, that's Ice T, by the way, man. You guys don't know, man. That's, um, I love that track to this day. You know, actually, it was in the, in the, uh, in the trailers for the movie. He used to play in the background to it. Yeah, and that's and, actually on my, on my driving playlist. Mine too. Mine too. It's just it, the beat moves. It's just it's it's rapid, you know. It just it just it's perfect for like you know just it just sounds like a chase scene. Yeah. You know, something out of like a seventies, uh, like a black exploitation flick or like you know the you know the chase scene in a heist movie or something. You know, I love that track. You know, and it's it's Ice T basically. You know, talking about you know well you know like hey so you want to be down like this is what it is and it's like, <laughs> 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 you know. And at the end, you know, he gets his comeuppance, you know. So, it's, I mean, it's a dope song. But what made me angry because, uh, you know, I was... Okay, when this came out, I was in fourth grade. So, I mean, everything on this... Everything that got uh, from this uh, soundtrack 
that that got played it just takes me back to like that 90 91 you know uh jackson park elementary school you know everybody in that class everything that was going on because i mean uh they released singles off this thing for a while yeah they did you know you know what i'm saying and it's i mean so i mean this i remember uh but i remember when I listen to the radio and they say, you know, off the New Jack City soundtrack. I'm thinking they're about to play New Jack Hustler, and then we get, you know, Christopher Williams. I'm dreaming. Don't Not- waste me. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> Not that it's a bad song either, but I mean, you know me, man. I was, especially back then, you know, I was a hip hop head. I wanted to hear, I, I wanted to hear the song. I wanted to hear what I thought, you know, was coming on, and it was, and it gave me that. It's like, damn it. Yeah. You know. But my mom loved that song. She never actually went ahead and got the uh, soundtrack, though. But yeah, because I'm looking at the track list. The only songs, the only real rap songs on there are Ice T and Two Life Crew at the end. Yeah. You know, but everything else is is R and B. Yeah, and I remember that song. She liked that song so much. She drove like we were about a block away from home. It came on. She drove around, like ar- around the block again a couple times, just just so she wouldn't just be idling in the in the driveway. <laughs> now wait a second here. I'm looking at this list, um, the track list. I thought uh, "Why You Wanna Dog Me Out" from Guy was on here, but I don't see it on here. I I, I swear that was on soundtrack. It might have been. I know it came out around the same time, though. Yeah, I swear it was on on New Jack City soundtrack. Huh. But the only New Jack, the only guy song is New Jack City. Yeah. Um, the other good song on there was the "For the Love of the Money" slash "Living for the City" with uh, Troop and Levert mm-hmm. doing that mashup. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, um, there was a Keith Sweat song uh, called "There You Go Telling Me No Again." That was on. <laughs> That man, and I hated that song. And I mean, Magic 108 loved that song. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they played that song so much, and I just wanted to just. Every, I just wanted to bang my head in the wall. Every time I hear that song, I just. It takes me back to this. I forget who the comedian was, but I was watching Showtime at the Apollo one night. I was like 14 or 15 or something like that. And this guy is making fun of that song, saying how Keith Sweat sounds like a sheep. <laughs> there you go, let me know again. <laughs> or like a goat, that's what he said. He called him a goat man. <laughs> goat man. Uh, I don't remember that one, but it just makes me think of... Uh, I can't remember if that was... Uh, it was Chino XL or Big L who uh, had that line where said, I never beg for pussy like Keith Sweat. It was Big L. <laughs> I think, because I, I was just listening to Chino... I was yeah. listening to that album a couple days ago. That's what that's what uh that that's what that song sounds like to me. It sounds like he's <laughs> begging. Cause he doesn't seem like the rapey type, but he seems like the kind who would cry if he didn't get it. Oh yeah. Yeah, he would. Yeah. And then for better or worse, we've got uh we've got the debut single from Color Me Bad on here. <laughs> <laughs> Which I mean, in a in a way it was brilliant marketing I guess because it was a black guy a Jewish guy and was there a Hispanic guy I don't know 
was so it was like it was like a rainbow was, coalition of uh, yeah of ethnicities. But yeah, I want to sex you up. Yeah, and there was a um, there's a really good uh, Beavis and Butthead uh, interstitial, you know, where they're watching the TV. <laughs> hey, turn the channel and that comes on, and you see the horrified look on their face. <laughs> and, then, and then you know of course you know ooh, then they start trying to sing it but it's like oh, ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh it's bad it is bad I mean oh I'm so glad that that uh, that's that's just 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 relegated to the annals of uh, of, of, of history. Yeah, you know they never came back. In fact, my mom had that tape for a while too, and then at one point, I think she just got tired of it and just threw it away. <laughs> <laughs> it was that bad. Yeah, it it was not good. I I was not a fan of them ever. And then yeah, and and I want to I want to send them an F you shout also for birthing um other groups like uh like Domino Theory, and um what was the other group All for One? Mm-hmm. And basically we're <laughs> just you know carbon copies of them. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. I mean, the original was bad enough. Yeah. I. I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> I just don't like it. Yeah. But uh, after. Other than that, though, it was a pretty good soundtrack. I mean, you take take that off. Yeah, too. it wasn't bad. I mean, I don't remember the Two Left Crew song. I. I don't. I don't even know if I've actually heard it. I don't think so either. You know, and it's been it's been a minute since I've seen New Jack City. I probably haven't seen it in 15, no, I'd say 20 years. Hey, shout out to uh, Three Black Geeks also. Didn't they do it? Didn't they just recently post up a New Jack City episode? Yeah, from their their archives. Okay. Yeah, they had, I, I guess they found it on Potomatic or something. They had an old episode about it. Right. But yeah, they, they just did it. And uh, uh, who else did it? The, the first episode of Black on Black Cinema, they, they talked about that movie. Oh yeah. Dude. So you know, we're never going to do that movie on this show. No. no. But and plus, you know, I well, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't do that one. No. Uh-uh. Um. But then after that, ninety-one, then came Juice. Yes. I got enough to go around. Sip the juice. I got enough to go around, and the thought takes place uptown. I grew up on a sidewalk while on street talk, and they taught the whole New York. I go to Queens for Queens to get the food from Brooklyn. They pony in Manhattan and never been took it. Go uptown to the Bronx and boogie down the strong on the island. Man, now that, that one, one, I'm looking at that track list. There's a hot bunch of great songs on there, man. I mean, first of all, Note the Ledge. I mean, mm-hmm. so that one. Eric B. and Rakim. Yep. yep. You had uh, you got some more uh, New Jack butt rock there, and then you had uh, Aaron Hall. Don't be afraid, don't be afraid, thing. Make it feel alright, do it, baby. Don't be afraid, don't be afraid, don't be afraid, don't be afraid, baby. Don't be afraid, don't be afraid. Oh, 
<laughs> Just rest your hand on my tattoo chest. I know it's <laughs> I don't know why that's the only line I remember for that fucking song. <laughs> but it is. Now I'll lay me down to sleep. <laughs> oh, man. We really got to go back and do that, uh, that butt rock episode. Oh, yeah. We got we got to revisit New Jack Swing for real. I, I think that may even just turn into you on the ones and twos. Just <laughs> it through. Yes. You know what? That's a good idea. That's a good fucking idea. That would be fun. And then just having our commentary over it. I think that'd be pretty funny. Hell yeah. But um, other than the butt rock, also had a song that I haven't posted my shooter playlist, but this is like right up there. Fucking Uptown Anthem. Boom, ba, boom, boom. By Naughty by Nature. Boom, ba, boom, boom, boom. Boom, ba, boom, boom, That song is just hard. I mean, it's, I love that song, man. It's aggressive. And it's fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I said, we're not really talking much about the movies. But yeah, I it, it's kind of surprising that Tupac didn't have a song on here at all. Even though he's starring in the movie. Right. Now, had he um, had he dropped Tupacalypse Now yet? I don't know if he had. No, but he was still touring with... Well, with, with Digital, Digital Underground. Underground. Yeah, but, well, you know, hell, well, Digital Underground doesn't have a song on here. Well, I... Uh, this ain't the place for Digital Underground. I, well... I mean, look at well, that track lineup. There's... I, I, I don't know if they would fit. I guess not, but I mean, you got EPMD on here. I mean, you got... Yeah, but... I don't know, that, that's different, I think. I don't know. It's all funky to me, man. I don't know. Well, I don't know. But, uh, well, either way, but yeah, there's no, uh, no Tupac, no, I mean, uh, yeah, no Tupac, uh, music. Yeah, I'm trying to pull up his discography now. But that's, because this was his first acting gig, right? As far as I know, yeah, I mean, I don't, not really up on the, uh, Tupac filmography. Let's see. 93, okay, same song from Digital Underground came out in 91. Right. So he was on there. Right. I remember that was fourth grade. Now, Juice was, I was in fifth grade. So, um. Yeah, actually, Tupacos now dropped the month before Juice came out. Huh. That's surprising that he didn't have a song on there. Yeah, weird. But anyway, yeah. Well, uh, but uh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the track listing myself, and actually, you know, to be honest, I don't know. I wasn't actually familiar. I did, I never had the Juice soundtrack, but I just knew those cuts from it, like the ones we just we just mentioned there mm-hmm. that were on it. You know, because those were huge. They were hits. But I'm looking at this though. It looks like it's pretty good. I mean, you had uh, you had Big Daddy Kane on it, like you know. Cypress Hill. I didn't, I didn't know Cypress Hill back then. I don't think. No, I didn't really either. I I didn't really get in Cypress Hill until like Black Sunday. Black Sunday, yeah. Yeah. But I see Salt and Pepper. Uh, oh, brand new heavies in a in a India Davenport. Yeah, that's on here. I like. I don't remember that song. They got a lot of they. Um, I don't know if that particular song. People was on get here, ready. They, yeah, I don't know if that was, but I know they they, they were hot uh, at, that, at that point. You know. 
on a 108. Yeah. Especially like in the afternoon. Oh yeah. And Dream They're... on Dreamer and all them kind of all them, all them, all them kind of joints. And keep on moving, don't stop. Wasn't that them yep. too? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was fine too. Oh, I know. But yeah. uh, dude, I'm telling you, we're we're gonna. We're, oh god, <laughs> this episode just might turn into the new Jack Swing episode, and the, the <laughs> <laughs> damn well good. Um, hey, well, as soon as we get out of the early '90s, I'm sure we'll we'll yeah <laughs> get back and stay on that track. But uh, but I, I've. But, but on that note, I do have to uh, backtrack a little bit because uh, this one I left off the docket just because I wanted to spring this on you. Uh, God, I know you remember it, but uh, the Jungle Fever soundtrack, <laughs> which was all it was, it was all Stevie. Yeah. And this uh, now, my mom had this one too, and you know the the the, the uh, title track. Obviously, I mean that was the popular hit. But the one I remember was, uh, I think it was the, fir- I think that was the first, well, you know, I don't know what the first single was, because he, re- he released a few singles off of this. The one I remember was that, uh, Gotta Have You. That's the one that gets stuck in my head all the time, and I always, man, I, that, that's that's like one of my uh, go-to shower songs, or like say on the line at work, you know, gotta be, gotta be, got to be reality, baby, baby. That's like one of the that song gets stuck in my head all the time. Yeah, all the time. Can't forget about that song. That's but, what I would have <laughs> I'm thinking but about that's like, but that's like the old, like that's all right there. That's as much new Jack Swing as you're gonna get out of Stevie, and he goes there too. He does it. <laughs> he does it up too. <laughs> Man, I and I'm thinking about that now. Jungle Fever was that was a weird song. <laughs> I, I mean, just music. It just the his his delivery of the lines just. I don't, I don't know. It's yeah. It's, 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 it's kind of. <laughs> I bet you're pissed. I got you. 
that's the one line I remember out of it too. That's all oh, I remember from the song. Oh shit! But yeah, I want to say, <laughs> I mean, just to go off on a tangent a little bit, but most of Spike Lee's movies had really good soundtracks. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, do you want to go off on on, on the Spike? Engine right now, or you just want to keep going? Keep, uh, I mean, we, we don't forward. need to go too deep because I know we're going to talk about a couple other ones. But I mean, I mean, right quick here. I mean, and and I don't know. Th- I didn't know the soundtrack until later because uh, my stepdad had it. But um, I remember the song. It got played a lot, especially on um, Sunday mornings. Again, Magic 108, which was for for all you guys who don't know, Magic 108. That was the uh, the rap and R and B station. Uh, uh, uh. That was the urban station. No, no horse shit. I don't. I don't. It's urban. It's rap and R and B, the black station, whatever you want to call it. I don't. I don't like the urban music label because that's how they try to. That that's that's how they try to sanitize the the the, the lingo and call it something else other than what it really was. Mm-hmm. But uh, Sunday mornings, especially when they played like the you know the quieter stuff, you know the Mo Better Blues, the uh, that's you know the uh, the actual song, the Bradford Masala song. Oh yeah, that's in the air that he performs. They played that a lot, and I, I that that's that gets stuck in my head too. Um, just that melody, and it's like something you do just in the morning drinking tea. You know, you just throw that on and just mm-hmm. relax. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But you know, other than just back to Jungle Fever here, I don't remember this. Other than Jungle Fever and Gotta Have You, I don't remember any of these other songs. Oh, I remember all this because again, my mom had it, man. She had um, uh, oh, it's a song, Fun Day. I think that was a single. This is Fun Day, Yeah, I don't remember this at all. Um, and I hung out with you a lot. Yeah. Um, I, what's I don't the song? That. If she breaks your heart, that was a that's a good one. That was their back to back with um, with Gotta Have You. That's yeah. a good song too. I mean, that's and uh, I don't know the singer. It's a female on that. You know, he doesn't sing on there. Uh-uh. I think maybe a little bit of backup, but it's it's a, it's a female singer on that. Uh, song, Kimberly right? Brewer. Kimberly Brewer. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, I guess after. Let me see. Let me pull this up myself. Actually, let me see Jungle Fever. So again, I didn't have the Internet Bible pulled up when I. When did, just strictly from memory. When did Do the Right Thing come out? Do the right thing was uh, eighty nine. In fact, I don't remember the I don't remember the soundtrack other than um, uh, you know, other than than uh, fight the power. I want to say there was something else on there, but I don't remember what it was. Whoa! Oh, there was a I'm do looking... the right thing TV series. Ha! <laughs> I didn't know that. Man, you learned everything on the internet Bible. Jesus Christ! I'm dude. I'm looking at the uh, 
at the track list of Jungle Fever. I remember all these songs. You're my queen in the black. Got the force as sweet as candy. Queen in the black. Oh. <laughs> these three words. Oh, I remember these three. Yeah, that was a single. That was a popular single. Yep, that was a single. Yep, Fun Day, I believe, was a single also. Man, you're making me do too much work for this fucking I go sailing. (laughs) Dude, I remember all of this. I remember all of this stuff. This edit's going to take forever. This tape got lost because I know she, at some point, it just wasn't around anymore. Yeah, uh... Each other's throat. I vaguely remember that. Make sure you're sure that was some that was some Stevie piano stuff right there. I know that much. Make sure you're sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to go. I'm gonna have to look that up if it's on Spotify and uh and uh listen to this <laughs> once we get done with this episode. Cause uh man, taking me back. Yeah. Yeah, but let's let's power through this list. Let's get a couple more before we have to hit break. All right. Um, Next up, we got on our list here is Boomerang, which I'll be honest, and you can you can take points off my black card. I've never seen this movie. Really? Nope. Oh man. I mean, had no interest in it. I well, you know, when it was out, I mean, already movie. I mean, it's not like I saw this in the theater, but it came on TV and I saw it. You know. Um, that uh, that was a good, that was pretty good, man. That's the one when it, it was uh, uh Robin Givens, mm-hmm. and basically she makes it makes uh, Eddie Murphy the hoe, basically. Yeah, didn't see, it. <laughs> didn't want. I I just had no interest in seeing it, so I never got around to watching it. And it, well, isn't this the one when Halle Berry's crack whore? No, that was um. Or she was that a bum was, uh, or something. What was Halle Berry in this? Damn, it's been a minute since I've seen it. Uh, I thought they uglied her up for this movie. Now, are you thinking of... Um, you're not thinking of losing Isaiah, are you? No. I, was, uh, when, I thought she was a cracker or something, though. I, I've never seen the movie, so I don't know what happens in the movie. It's been a minute, man. But nah, wait a minute. Nah, she was... Nah... Halle Berry was hot in this movie. I oh wait, oh yeah, I'm looking at the picture. She's the other so hot woman. Yeah, the other hot woman over his uh, shoulder there. Uh, well, I mean, you had uh, yeah, Martin Lawrence was in it. Um, David Allen Greer was in it. it was <laughs> which is always an interesting. Um, uh, but what am I trying to say there? Uh, combination, I guess, just because you had. David Greer, he's he's funny, but it seems to me he's in this kind of weird um, middle ground where, as far as like comedy or like um, fan uh, fa- fandom goes, because it seems like you know he wasn't Eddie Murphy, you know, mm-hmm. or, or, or or Martin Lawrence, you know, he wasn't. The, but then, you know, he would he wouldn't play Def Comedy Jam like you know like 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 you would you would expect you know or but then he also he wasn't really quote unquote he wasn't like white enough to really like be like a Wayne Brady type or something you know yeah you know what I'm saying but the dude was hilarious I thought he was pretty unique in that way and, oh uh, I still think he's funny yeah it's just I mean he's trying man but it's like everything he does pretty much bombs yeah which sucks because because Chocolate News 
used to be on, um... Bring back chocolate news. On fucking, uh, uh, Comedy Central. Oh, mm. God. That show is so funny. Yeah. And I don't even think they put it out on DVD. Because nah, I would have bought it, was, it. I knew it was on Netflix for a minute, and they pulled it, and I never saw any more of it. Yeah. But, anyway, okay. Soundtrack. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at soundtrack yeah, listing here. And I only recognize three of these songs. Um, let's see. The first single was "Give You My Heart" by Babyface. I don't remember that song at all. Uh, Babyface featuring Tony Braxton. Mm. Second single was "I Die Without You" by PM Dawn, which that song ended up on the Bliss album. Okay. Which you know I have. I, I don't like that album. <laughs> I, I'm afraid to say it. No, I take that back. The second single was "End of the Road," Boys to Men, and then third, tr- the third single was uh, "PM Dawn." But yeah, man, I I remember those songs from the radio. The last track on here is uh, "Hot Sex" off of yes. Tribe Call uh, off of a or from Tribe Call Quest. I don't think I ever heard that song until much much later. Like I, I was probably a senior in high school by then. By the time I heard that, because I I didn't like really? the movie, so I didn't pick up the soundtrack. See, I knew someone who had the soundtrack, and I dubbed. Well, I, I was I really just wanted the one song. Yeah. I listened through the whole thing, and you know it was nothing I wanted. I mean, it's, it's an R and B soundtrack little bit of new jack in there but it's nothing i really wanted i just wanted the tribe song yeah that's what i got you know and like you said it wasn't on any album Mm-mm. but uh yeah this is also it um, is now it, is it's on the love movement now yeah on the boat yeah. yeah at the time it wasn't on anything yeah so that's where you had to get it uh, just, I, but i love that song but then um i want to say this was the first um this was the first appearance of uh tony tony braxton I think yeah, she's got two songs on here. She got she's on the first single "Give You My Heart" with Babyface, and then she has her own song "Love Should Have Brought You Home," which was the fourth single. Yeah, and she's on this one um, <laughs> R&B posse cut called "Reversal of a Dog," which um, I know that again from the from when I listened to it. Um, it's just you know a lineup of like all these artists on it, TLC's on it, some other people I don't know who they are besides. Uh, besides Tony Braxton at this point. But um, this is what we were talking about. You know, she was a new artist, and this, this is through... Um, this uh, soundtrack was through uh, La Face Records, and she was the new La Face art- artist, so they pushed her that way. They put her on three songs, you know, before they put her album out, you know, uh, well, like some months later. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, and they did the same thing with... Um, I mean, just a, another tangent... <laughs> When you guys were talking about on Keepers of the Funk, Outcast, you know, their first single, Players Ball, was on. Oh no, it wasn't on. It was on the LaFace Family Christmas album. Hmm. Because the, the, uh, the chorus was different. The first time, because the, the first time I heard that song was on Magic. 
108, but the uh, chorus was di different. Because, uh, where do you go? Uh, instead of saying, uh, all the players came from far and wide when Afros and Braids kicking gangster rhymes. Right. And when the plays ball is happening on Christmas Day. Huh. That's but, funny. Yeah, because I actually bought the single. And it, it said, you know, from the face family Christmas, uh, outcast players ball. But that's that's me jumping into your other show and yeah. and putting in my two cents. But um, uh, it's all good. It's yeah, all the same network. Yeah, but that again is you know what soundtracks did. It, it was a place for you to put out. You know, new artists or experimental songs because honestly I am not a fan of hot sex you know no mm -mm. I like that joint uh, that's a good song now I will say and I probably I, I catch heat for this a lot but I don't care um, I like Helter Skelter's song uh, I Ain't Having That where they uh they flip that sample it's uh quicker a little more a oh, little, yeah. little different they kind of do it backwards, whereas like the, you know, hot sex is like, bum, 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 like the health of Skelter, they start with the, bum, 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 you know, and it's, it, I mean, that that's enough to like, just, just to make it different also, but this is, you know, this, the, the, they, they do a little bit different with the, with the beat and everything like that, with the drums and all that, but I thought their version was so much better, I thought rock, <laughs> Rock Nest Monster absolutely destroyed it. <laughs> like he killed it. And then you had Starang from uh, OGC and um, uh, I forget who else. Doc Holiday, he was on it. He's alright, but mm -hmm. I mean, it's a dope song. And I actually, I actually think their version is better, but uh, people don't like for me to say that. But I'm saying it. <laughs> but I like Hot Sex. Oh, that's a good song. I thought. Yeah, I'm not a fan. But I mean, yeah. that's why. Like I said, that's why I wanted to borrow uh, my friend's copy of it just so I can dub that one song because I didn't have it yeah well uh, we're, we're, well we're about an hour in Let, uh, well let's talk about one more and then we'll take a quick break sure um, and this is a movie that you added to the list that I don't remember any of the songs from <laughs> not a damn one which uh, Poetic Justice from 1993 you don't, you don't remember that you don't remember that Mr. Grimm and Warren G song me from installing fresh air ah and no smoke pass me the joint so I can take a toke one puff two puff three puff four puff five I'm feeling real high leaning to the side in my motherfucking ride with the OG gangsta glide woo hey now you know Inhale, exhale with my flow. Break away, come again like this. The LB to the C, two times don't miss. I think that was the first time I heard Warren G, in fact. You know, uh, in no smoke, pass me the toast so I can take it. You know, are you high yet? You don't remember that? Mm -mm. Oh, that's a good I have to go back and listen. We're going to have to cut that into one of these breaks, man. That's a dope song. That's one of my favorite songs of the summer, too. Like, like, like this. Uh, it's one of those I gotta play like every time the season comes around. You know, I gotta, I gotta hear that a few times. You know, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was. I want to say that was the first time I heard Warren G. 
this is before Regulate and everything else. And of course, you know, I don't, since I didn't live in LA, I don't know anything about the early 213 music. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, Mr. Grin, as far I don't know anything else. That, I know Mr. Grimm put an album out, but this is the only song I know. Isn't no, it Smoke? The only Mr. Grimm song I know is from the other John Singleton movie, uh, Higher Learning. He had the first single off of there. Oh, d- yeah, okay, um, yeah, I forgot about that. He did. Things are looking that. grim. Yes. Okay. All right. So which two I songs. Think they both he, soundtrack. Which I think he dissed Warren G in it. I think, if I remember right, I think they were beefing. Maybe. I'll have to look it up in the break. Yeah, me too, man. But uh, uh, what else? But this is um, I mean, it had Tony, Tony, Tony on it. It had um. Had Tupac the um, definition of a thug niggas. They had the same the same sample that uh, Black Moon used for uh, "Buck 'Em Down." Yeah, but I think it was a little bit slower. But yeah, that was on See, there. And- yeah, and this was his second acting debut. He has a song on here. I wonder why he didn't have a song on. Because isn't Juice a John Singleton movie? No. No, Juice was uh, who did Juice? I don't know. Let me go back. That's a good question. I don't remember. But Janet, did Janet, here, while I'm looking at that, I already got rid of the playlist. Did Janet have a song on there? She, uh... Poetic Justice? I don't think she did. Let's see, I'm looking at, uh... No, yeah, Ju- this Ernest Dickerson. I don't know who that is. Who did Juice? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah whoever that one is. Maybe, I don't, yeah, I don't know. But, uh... But just as no, I actually don't think Janet had a song on there. That's that. Now that's the weird part to me. Well, I think she was trying to become an actress, and you know, wanted to shy away from the music stuff to show her acting ability, <laughs> which is to say none. <laughs> Been a long time since good times. Uh, good times. Temporary layoff. <laughs> Hey, we love we got him. <laughs> oh, Good but times. this soundtrack, the Poetic Justice soundtrack, was the uh, first official appearance of Usher. He had a song on there called Call Me a Mac. Yeah, and I don't remember that at all. I mean, I, I do remember the soundtrack, but I don't remember him just because I didn't associate that name with anybody. Yeah. In fact, either. I really don't remember Usher until like maybe like '95. Oh, I remember his first song. Cause that, that was like, like the first song that I liked, and then he disappeared for a while, and then sort of came back. But yeah, wasn't was that, that in like '95 or '94 maybe? '94. Yeah, that's what I'm talking. '94, and then he disappeared again and didn't come back until, <laughs> you know, what like when he had that Usher album. That's when he started getting big again. Okay, and I'm looking at, uh, by the way, I pulled it up on the Internet Bible. Um, Janet, this song, again, from her uh, album, her album called Janet. Mm-hmm. They put it in here for Latin America, but not the U.S. release. So why that is, I don't know. Probably because Janet Jackson's in the movie, so they said, well, we ought to put her on the soundtrack. Well, why didn't they do that here? Who knows? weird who knows but yeah. um, anyway let's take a break here 
and then we'll come back and get into the mid to late 90s. Sure. Alright, so we will see you on the other side, folks. Alright, people. The Get Along Gang will return after these messages. And now the weather from the United Broadcasting. Today's forecast called for clear skies and mostly honey. Honey weather. Honey. Honey smacks. Taste sweet as honey because I take puffs of wheat and smack them. Honey sweet. Pour it on, Jiggum. A honey sweet part of this nutritious breakfast. Rain and sleet. What did I say? Rain and sleet? No, honey sweet. Oh. <laughs> Kellogg's Honey Smacks. Taste sweet as honey. Spike. And now, Spike, well, let's see how He-Man likes your... Oh, Spike. <laughs> Skeletor, Spike Gore, and He-Man figures each sold separately. Spike Gore. No one can stop the spike-studded armor of the mighty Spike Gore. Not even me, you muscle-bound porcupine. Not even you, He-Man. Spycore is new from the Masters of the Universe collection. Other action figures, each sold separately. From Mattel. And now, back to the Get Along Gang. All right, and welcome back. We are back. And um, yeah, what's next on the list? Uh, well, this was one. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> this is uh actually has one of my favorite uh one of my favorite songs. Period. You know, one of my favorite uh hip hop songs. One of the really dope uh beats, which uh, I guess we should. I guess we got that playing in the background for those who are uh, you know, mm-hmm. listening on the podcast right now. But that is uh, Menace to Society. And uh, that beat is uh, Straight Up Menace by MC8, which is smooth as fuck. Yeah, MC8 was nice. Um, well, I, I haven't listened to anything new from him. I know he put out an album a couple of years ago. Yeah, he still puts out music, but a cool thing, and actually some of that um, is produced by uh, DJ Crucial right here in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they linked up a while back. It was pretty cool when they, the way he did that. But anyway. Uh, um, and this it, album, that song, this album, that came out before that Compton Most Wanted album that had the second parental warning sticker on there. <laughs> Do you remember that? Uh-uh. There was this huge hubbub about about because one of his songs he talked about killing a cop which they had talked about in other songs before but I guess they deemed it too graphic so other than the parental advisory sticker there was another sticker saying you know this contains uh, I've I've got the tape case somewhere around here oh actually I have my old tape case behind me but it was like this this contained scenes of extreme something or other you know uh, you must be 18 to purchase uh, and I was 16 walked into the store that I always bought uh, tapes from and put it on the counter and paid for it and walked out <laughs> because the music store that I went to didn't give a 
you know what's crazy is like most of the music stores I ever went to they didn't care either about such things like there were um they would say that they wouldn't sell parental advisory to anyone under 17 without an ID but I mean I'd be I'd be damned if I didn't walk out of there with plenty of stuff I mean I only had a couple of times where uh where where I wasn't able to buy something I remember one when I was going to buy um I think it was Biggie's uh uh, Life After Death mm-hmm. I had gone to uh, Blockbuster Music at, And they had I guess they instituted that rule And I've been to this one before And then had any problems But I guess the manager was out front And so the cashier was like Oh I can't sell this to you uh, be- I'm like what? I'm like I buy stuff here She's like just see that guy over there There's, a, there's like a tall guy She's like uh, just uh, stand there with him I was like, what was happening? He said, because my manager's here, I'll get in trouble. So, um, just go ahead and pretend like you guys are related. I'll tell them, oh, oh, okay. So, we had to kind of check out together. <laughs> and make it look like we were... <laughs> like he was my uncle or something like that. We were like, yeah, we left. So. Oh, shit. Yeah. But that's the only other time I really had a problem trying to trying to buy something. But, uh, yeah, they didn't enforce that with the damn. But, no. uh Real quick tangent though, back back to eight real quick, you know, just you know about him, about this this song and everything. Is that his music, like you know, in contrast to like a lot of stuff that was from the West Coast, you know, where a lot of those West Coast artists at the time um, were sampling a lot of funk, mm-hmm. you know, or making funk, you know, from scratch, you know, saying like a lot of those Bay Area cats, you know, um, really composing funky stuff, you know, or DJ Quick and whatnot, you know. Eight, his stuff was really. He used a lot of slower soul, and like R and B type stuff that he would rap over. And I yeah. don't mean like you know, I don't I don't mean, you know, heavy D type R and B. I'm talking about like you know, it's just slower soul song samples. You know that they would use. And this one to me, that's like the, that's that's like the crowning jewel of like what he did. You know, I I I, I can never you can I can play that instrumental or. or or, or the song either way I can play that on repeat all day if I wanted to yeah I mean that song it's so smooth that it's a powerful song one but that um, I mean that whole soundtrack when did that come out that came out in 94 93 93 okay that was like the soundtrack of my summer <laughs> I, I mean me and my friends which is really weird because at the time all of my friends were white but we're rolling around in their lowrider truck which again is weird because they're white but we're just (laughs) you know thumping we're driving through fucking fields and everything else thumping (laughs) uh, Mess the Society soundtrack but this album gives me so much nostalgia of when I was a, a teenager and cutting up doing shit I wasn't supposed to was this around the time? Like now, I want to refer everyone back to our. Uh, I think it was episode twenty. Was the uh, Teen Spirit? Was that the episode when this story happened? Uh, or was that the time when that around that story? It, yeah, it was around that time. It it that particular story happened right when. Uh, um, what had just Midnight Marauders had just dropped? Okay. So it was around that time. Alright. I remember because I was trying... Well... Never mind. I was trying to get it from a store without 
have the money for it. I'm just saying that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, statute of limitations is up. So well, I yeah, didn't sorry. get it. I, I, I walked yeah. away. I, I decided not to do it. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean. It happens. There's so many good songs on this this album. There's Straight Up Menace. Yep. Um, uh, which is the other one? Uh, top of the world. That that was your your slow R and B jam. Yeah, that's the one where they hit. She um, they they sampled um, uh, sex packets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which made me mad at first, but you know it. Because I, you know, I don't know. For some reason, I don't know. I just it, it it's 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 my own ignorance, you know, because. At, I think still back then I really wasn't quite except for like the obvious loops I didn't really know where beats were coming from yeah and so it wasn't you know and I know a lot of this some of the, a lot of the stuff they did for Digital Underground was original but there was a lot of samples in there too and then Sex Packets had a bunch of samples in it too you know they freaked some print samples in there as a matter of fact but that song used that beat and I was like they stole this from 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 Shock G and Humpty. What the? What is this? You know. Mm-hmm. But it, I mean, well, but it was, wasn't a bad song though. No. You know, but I just didn't like that they used it. <laughs> no, then uh, Brand Nubian Lick Them Motherfuckers was on there. Though so I like the remix off of uh, uh, what was that album that came out? I like the remix on there better. Uh, mm-hmm. Everything is everything. Yes. I had a remix that song. I like that one better than the one that's on the album. So you had a uh, pocket full of stones, which everybody. Is that the Lewis first anyway. UGK song? Uh, like first commercials. It's the first one that I remember. I know it. I just remember, uh, you know, brothers in school, and everything. Well, you know, pocket full of stones. And this, you know, I didn't know anything about UGK back then, but you know, this is St. Louis. I mean. UGK was pretty big here. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I know a lot of places in the country didn't really know it till uh, till Big Pimpin' came out, but uh, and maybe even sipping on some scissor or whatever. But nah, I mean, it was a lot of people like UGK. I wasn't one of them, but people seem to like that one. Uh, what else? That song by uh, you know what? Do you like Smooth? No, I and hate, I hate her. this song. I hated that song You've Been Played by the way you know it you know that you've been played you know, like fuck this this song's stupid and I never liked her any of her music that ever came out I don't like any of it and in fact you want to talk about using rap songs again she sang over um over Temperatures Rising over Mob Deep and I wanted to just oh 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 my god was that her? yes I forgot what the name of the song was, but it was it was later. It was like ninety seven or ninety eight. Oh, oh, you mean she sang over the beat? I, I thought she, she meant she over. she was the one singing the hook on that song. No, 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 no. She okay. sang over that beat. Okay. Ruined it. Ruined it. I don't. No, I don't like smooth, but she's on here, and I think that was the I think that was the first time I heard her, and I never liked anything she ever did. Yeah. And then she started hanging out with uh with immature you know with little drummer boy and batman and she was like their hype <laughs> she was kind of like the hype woman 
sort of. Like, she always showed up and did hooks for him, or was, like, always in their videos and stuff, but she never did any... She never did anything of substance that I thought was any good. Yeah, I can't think of another song that she did. I can't remember the name of it, but that was that one. That, that's the one I remember, though, where she she ruined that mob deep. Uh, and then, uh... I see your, uh... Oh, your, 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 your people on here, man. High five. Oh, fuck you. Ain't my people. <laughs> Say like, who's oh, I five? There's one song that I like. I think, if I'm thinking of the right, high five. They sang um, uh, the kissing game and uh, or the other one. What was the other one they did? Uh, fuck. Did they do meanwhile playing back ha- at the range? No. Playing hard awesome. to get. They did that one. They did uh. Can't wait another minute. Just can't handle it. Just can't handle it. That's the song. There we go. I yeah, like that okay. song. That's a good song. <laughs> yeah, but this one, this is when they, you know, this is '93. You know, this is when they really try to do R&B, and I mean, I mean, it's a lot of people like that song. I, I don't. No, I don't, I don't like that song. I always skip that uh, song. Yeah. I always skip that song on there, and I mean that's. There's not much more you can say about this. That one, except you know, that's a good album. If you haven't heard it, go get it. Yep. I don't know if it's on Spotify, but uh, I'm sure it's on Amazon Music. If you're a Prime member, don't they have streaming? I believe so, but I'm not Amazon Music, so I don't know. Me neither. But it's out there. Go find it. Go listen to it. <laughs> it's a great album. Get yep. a forty. Go out in the field. And recreate the Jason's <laughs> the Jason experience. Nineteen ninety three. Listen to that album. <laughs> With the blue do rag on because I thought I was something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm revealing too much. Oh, man. Uh, next, uh, I wish next I could one. just like get a snapshot of that. Post it up on like be the header for the for this episode. Oh, I don't think there's any pictures out there. <laughs> oh, I God. wish. Uh, but uh, next right. up, 1994, above the rim, dude. Now this is another one where they released say, so many singles. All right, you had you you had uh, regulate, of course. That mm-hmm. was the big one. Right, well, one of the big ones. Which I don't, I don't think I've ever seen this movie either. Did I? I haven't. You know what? Yes, I have. I have seen Above the Rim. Yeah, I don't it was funny seen. because uh, it was funny because I saw it like maybe a couple years after it came out, and then I saw it again on TV after uh, this is after the Jamie Foxx show was out. Did you ever watch that? A little bit. Okay, you remember Braxton? Yeah. Yeah, he's in here, but he's playing a thug. And it's so goddamn funny after you've seen what he <laughs> what he was in the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So uh, yeah, that's uh, it wasn't a, it wasn't a bad movie. But again, mm-hmm. okay, Tupac movie, and yes, he does have a song in here. Yeah, well, this is a Death Row album. But oh, but he yes. wasn't on Death Row yet. Uh uh-uh. uh Nah, this was um. Nah, in fact, I think when when this came out, was he in jail? Actually, no, no, he won't. No, no, because uh, 
No, he still didn't even release Me Against the World yet. That was all before that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was like 95. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so... Right. Uh, yeah, we got Regulate. We got SWV Anything, which yep. is a really good song. Though That's I like the Wu-Tang remix better. Mm-hmm. Oh, hell yeah. Got, but uh, it's the same beat, but they just screwed Wu-Tang. with it. Yeah. Yeah. You had... Um, you had uh, uh, Afro Puffs. Yeah, by by Lady of Rage. Was that her first appearance on the album? I want to say yes. Because uh, well, her no, album, no, no, no. album hadn't on, come out yet. She was on the Chronic. Oh yeah, she was. That's right. She was on Chronic, but this yeah. is her first. I think I want her first solo cut though. Right. On the album. Right. Yeah. And then. So I mean, those, those are the only songs I think. Were actual tracks. Mm-mm. They had um, "Part Time Lover" by H Town. That was out. Was that a single though? Yes. The only H Town song I remember is. What is it? Go ahead. What is it? Go, go ahead, or I'm gonna do it. It. <laughs> I, 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 my mind just went blank. Oh, everybody rocking, knocking boots. Oh yes, right, knocking boots. <laughs> That's right. I, I just... What? I had it in my mind because we were talking about it. I was looking at it. I had it knocking boots in my head. But then when I actually started saying the words, I just went blank. Yeah, that uh, was uh, that was a single. And it also so was um, Old Time Sake by Sweet Sable. Where they sampled... Um, she sampled uh, Intimate Friends by uh, Eddie Kendricks. I don't remember that song either. This song, it was... How did it go? Something, something. Smoking the blunts and sipping on the high Oh, yeah, no, I do remember yeah. that song. That was a good song. I like that song. Yeah, that was good. It was perfect. Yes, we can go outside and have some fun. Yeah. Something, so, yeah. All right. And, okay, this uh, that soundtrack came out sometime in the spring, but I remember, okay, and this is 94. This is, we had just, all right, um, we were, had just left U City. Like, we moved across town. And you know, middle of school year, okay. So we still had like a couple four months of school, but we're still like driving to and from the school, um, you know, across town every morning because, okay, when we're no longer in the school district, we were not supposed to still be going to school there. But my mom was like, "Damn that! I'm not pulling you guys out of school already, you know. And even though you, were, you know, you, you can go ahead and finish out, you know, the school year." Because she had to come down here, come down that that way anyway to go to her job, which mm-hmm. was not too far from there. And so, um, but we just had to be hush hush about that. We couldn't, we weren't allowed to really talk talk up the fact that we'd moved, you know, around school. Didn't want that to get back to teachers or, uh, you know, to administrator, to the superintendent, and then you know, have them uh, intercede there. So, 
whatever the hell. But no, nah, I just remember that just takes me back to them because that's when a lot of these songs were out. Um, I know definitely um, Part Time Level was out because I'm on the radio. And uh, All Time Sake, I think they came out sometime in the summer. And we had gone to, we had driven to, uh, we had gone to Chicago. That was my first time in Chicago, in fact. We drove to Chicago sometime. Um, and uh, their station up there is WGCI. They were they bumped that one like even more even more than um than 108 did. I mean it was on all the time. It's like that and and, and the brat functified. You know what I'm saying? They just kept playing those over and over again. But that was my joy. That, that that I got a lot of memories of that. It just reminds me of that summer and just uh and of course regulate. You know because that we had just gotten cable too so you know we had the video on all the time the song was on the radio all the time yeah and I am so right sick of that song right before the album was about to drop <laughs> I mean I've, I've got serious and uh I listen to the 90s station all the time mm-hmm. I swear they they play that song at least once a day and it gets on and it always happens to be on when I turn on the radio and annoys the fuck out of me oh no I don't listen man I can't remember the last time I actually even wanted to that up and listen i don't i mean i mean there, I there are some albums. good songs on, on that regulate album but that no, title track is. i can't stand it is not nah, i skip that all the time yeah it got <laughs> overplayed it did they one of the one, one of the not the first songs but one of the first ones that i remember when you talk about songs killed by radio that's one of the ones that comes to um comes to mind for me because mm-hmm. it's too much Oh yeah, too much. But uh, "Sweet Sable," old times, say great song. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to look that up. I'm gonna look this uh, this soundtrack up too when we get done here because I gotta hear that again. I heard that in a while. Yeah, yeah, me uh, too. <laughs> Next on our list is another album that was huge. Yep. I mean, it was so big it had two soundtracks. Yes. It had one that that was pretty much all rap, and another one that was just old school funk and soul. And that was Friday. You know it ain't no stopping all the dogs I'm dropping. It's Friday night, so everything is popping. I got skin to spin on the hand. So let the games begin. Yakety yak. Don't talk back over some. Friday. Yeah, great soundtrack. Oh, yeah. Great soundtrack. Yeah, we <laughs> we were talking about that on KOTF. <laughs> Just uh, to go off on a tangent about Cypress Hill and you know in LA music culture and street culture and everything like that. And we were talking about that shit right there because that's the song that sparked the beat for Cypress Hill and, and Cube. Really? Yes, because he stole that from uh, Throw Your Set. Really? He wanted them on the soundtrack, and they either weren't able to do it or didn't want to. He wanted to throw your set, so he made his own. Oh shit! I didn't know that. Yeah. Disney on throw your sets in mm-hmm. on the remix. Maybe, but the point is, he wanted them on the on the Friday soundtrack, and they either couldn't do it or didn't want to. Oh, okay, gotcha. One of the points, it's something like that. No, he's not on the remix. Now I think about it, it's Redman, MC8. Eric Sermon? Huh. I don't remember Maybe. that. I, I have to pull it and look. I don't remember. But, um, yeah, the Friday soundtrack. 
Now yep. you want to talk about a single making machine. <laughs> yeah, well, keep the heads ringing, first of all. I yeah. mean, that pretty much sold it right there. And it had... I really like that video because it it, 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 it it spliced in, you know, footage from the movie. But then it also had, you know, Faison Love and Chris Tucker in there. It's like, girl, that's when they stole the airplane. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it was funny because... Um, I hadn't seen the movie yet, and the 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 uh, the videos out, and I'm trying to figure out how that part fits into the movie. I'm thinking this still, I'm thinking that was in there somehow. Like, <laughs> and someone told me not. It was just in the video. Like, all right, all right. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, man. But uh, keep the heads ringing. Obviously, that was a big hit, huge hit. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Was that the only that was that and I heard it through the grapevine? I think those yeah. were the only two actual singles. Uh, Friday ended up being single, but that came later, like way later. Right, right, yeah. After it, the, I think the movie's already out of the theaters by the time they brought that out. Yeah, but uh, I mean, you had uh, I mean, you had a lot of the joints that were in the in the movie, like um, like uh. Uh, like the Rolls Royce song that I want to get next to you, mm-hmm. Mary Jane, all that stuff. I mean, all that stuff. I mean, most of that stuff was in the movie, you know. Um, but then you were talking about the uh, had two soundtracks. Now it's funny because nowadays they've gone and they've um, they've combined the two like into one package. Yeah, yeah. It it was actually the tenth anniversary edition came out and it had the. Uh, it's called Old School Friday, mm-hmm. and that had all the, you know, classic old school songs like Mary Jane, Low Rider, you know, all the the old funk songs and R and B songs. Yeah, that were of course popular in in the West Coast. And I'll be honest with you, I mean, hell, I I take that, you know, just as just the same. I mean, mm-hmm. I love all that stuff, man. L- Little Shy Running Wild by um, Curtis Mayfield, one of my favorite songs of all time. Shit. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, low Rider. We were talking about that. That's when, like, when Hector shows up and he's in his low rider. He pulls up, uh, <laughs> you know, messing with Smokey. <laughs> you know? Ah, it was a good soundtrack, though. I mean, just, just, I mean, that's, that is, that is an L.A. soundtrack. Yeah. Hands out, my my favorite song is, is Super Hose. Cause I just think it's stupid and funny. Who's that? The Funk Dubious? Yeah. That's what, yeah. <laughs> it's the Super Adventures of Super Hose. Super Hose. Super Hose. <laughs> what else? Uh, <laughs> it's funny. Uh, yeah, I think well, that was the first time I heard the, the, uh, the Alcoholics. I don't think I heard them before that. Yeah, but the. That that wasn't their first appearance, though. No, I'm saying it's the first time I heard them. Oh, okay, because I didn't know them before that. Yeah, because they had album. Yeah, the twenty one and over was up before that. Because I have yeah. them all now, you know what I'm saying. But but I didn't know who they were back when they first dropped. You know. Right, right, right. Yeah, and that when when did this drop? This was this dropped in ninety five. Yeah, I was yeah. just coming out of. Uh, was well, like toward the end of my eighth grade year, you know. Yeah, this is that the, was yeah, this was huge. This is the end of my junior year. Mm-hmm. Junior year, getting ready to become a senior. 
All right. Yeah, it was, it was a good album. It was. Um, man, I need to go back. I, I actually don't have this one. I need to go back and find it. That's one of the few oh. things that's not in my archives. One of the things, actually, I meant to mention all throughout this episode was whether I had them or not. And I can just say this right now. I didn't own too much of any of these soundtracks. I might have borrowed somebody's and dubbed it. Or maybe, you know, once MP3s were on, maybe I would have downloaded it or something like that. But I didn't go... I didn't have a lot of money, so I didn't... I really didn't waste... I, I really didn't spend it on soundtracks. If I was going to buy something, I was buying the album, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, just because I didn't have the money to go around. If I had more disposable income, maybe I would have bought more soundtracks. But, um, you know, I either borrow and dub it, or, you know, somebody else had it. Or, like, maybe you had it, you know, for instance, and that'd be, you know, at your house or in the car with you. Or, uh... Or you know, uh, or or uh, or Ghost, you know, he had soundtracks and stuff like that. But for the most part, I didn't. I really didn't buy soundtracks. Oh, not me. I I bought tapes. That's why the manager at the music store sold me the MC8 because she knew I was in there almost every week buying something. <laughs> I had all. I had all kinds. Of, I mean, I had Mass. No, I didn't have Mass Society. I bought it and dubbed it from one of my friends but I had Friday I had about four or five of the other ones we're about to mention you know I was a tape buying fool <laughs> you know I believe and, it now no I know because you had look folks uh, I'm, I'm going to describe Jay's house from my perspective okay now he had cases and brief, he had, you know briefcases and tape you know all these different places where you can store tapes. He had a shelf full of tapes and/or and, and CDs too. You know, depending on what he was buying at the time. But then there would just be random boxes, like you know, like repurposed shoe boxes full of tapes. You know, whether they had the cases on them or not, just tapes all over the <laughs> all over the the uh, all, like the chest of drawers and like that. You know, there's cases tapes all over the place or like. So as you go and sit on the bed, you know, to watch TV, and there's, like, tapes and shit everywhere. So, I mean, dude had it. He, he had music, man. You know, I, I know I'm a music man, but he, he had stuff. <laughs> I mean, you walk, you open the door to his room, and you want to make sure you watch where you step, because you don't want to step on a tape. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> shit everywhere. Yeah, because I had, I had regular tapes. I had dub tapes. I was recording shit off the radio. Yep. Yeah, I, I had to have my music, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> had to have it but where are we now well the next one I didn't own either be honest what's that the next one on the uh, list here that we're talking <laughs> about oh okay you know I <laughs> honestly haven't been looking at the list too much I've just been following the cues but uh, uh Okay, so you're talking about uh, Low Down Dirty Shame. Yeah. Which uh, I barely remember the movie. I never saw the movie. But that was a Keenan Ivory Way in joint. Yeah, yeah. Where he was... It wasn't his normal spoof. He was trying to go... Just like straight comedy. like. Well, the, the comedy action route. Like the sort of right. Eddie Murphy, Beverly Hills Cop kind of route. Mm-hmm. That's what he was trying to do. And you could tell he wanted it to be a... Uh, a series, yeah. yeah. He, he he wanted there to be sequels with him playing this guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the only 
only song that I remember on the radio from here was uh, was it John A singing Low Down Dirty Shame? Yes, which um, I remembered the original because um, Evelyn Champagne King who sang the original, mm-hmm. which I love. That's great, great classic disco track. And uh, for them to go and redo it too, I, I like that a lot. But uh, I do. I'm looking. Actually, I pulled up the Internet Bible myself. I'm looking at the singles that were released. I don't remember. Okay, I know Changing Face. This is a Changing Faces Stroke You Up remix. Okay, I don't know if that was a. Huh. Okay, this was. I remember that song being out. I don't think it was off of here. This is a remix. I don't know if that was a. They don't have it listed as a single, but I know there was a version of that it was single. But, um. Uh. Get the Girl, Grab the Money, and Run by Souls of Mischief. Now, I don't remember that being out. Uh, Silk, I can go to. Yeah, I remember that. But then also, uh, before that, there's a song. <laughs> and this was, uh, right toward the end of my, uh, seventh grade. Nah. Right in the middle of my, uh, seventh grade year. Like early with, uh, the group Nothing Nice. Do you remember them? Mm-hmm. The Bootleg TLC. Yeah. yeah, and they had a song called Hope Move Down for Whatever. It was garbage. God. We're not nice and we're down for whatever. Hotel, motel, holiday in. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, seriously, they were a poor man's TLC. They had someone who sounded like T-Boz. They had someone who rapped and they had, a, you know, someone to kind of croon like, like Chili. Yeah, I'm looking at this list and... I don't remember other than down for whatever and and shame I don't remember any of these songs I don't think I've heard any of these songs me neither uh uh let me see here uh stroke you up by changing faces I mean yeah I remember that but this this is the remix so I don't know but okay changing faces that was a girls group yeah it was um two two girls now, okay, now I'm looking at the front, back, side to side. That's UGK. That's a classic song. But again, don't remember that being on here. I don't, you know, around that time. And sm- another song from Smooth right here called Ghetto Style. <laughs> I hate Smooth. <laughs> and then, uh, okay. And then let's organize. Uh, organize Confusion featuring Q-Tip. What the hell? Yeah, I don't I'm remember I'm going to go back and listen to this myself because I sure don't remember any of these. I don't either. We're gonna. It seems kind of uh, weird. Have to that, do like, some for, more research after the show's over. But I mean, it's just kind of crazy that you know, for a for a soundtrack, you know, for a big movie that they had. I mean, that they wouldn't got. I mean, looking at what they released from it, it's kind of odd. You know, on the other side of the coin, that they had, you know, people like 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 organized confusion on here and Souls of Mischief. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. This is yeah, because you wouldn't think. I mean, we'll talk about it with another Wayne's movie in a minute, but you wouldn't think he would be all that up. Yeah. Unless, well, I don't know if he picked the music for the soundtrack or not. But no idea. You would. You wouldn't think that would be on his radar. Yeah. But, um. Yeah, that's all I got to say about that, because I... Uh, yeah, I really don't remember blah, 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 but I remember this, I, the song Shame. That's why I actually put it in the list. I'm like, oh, yeah. And then when I actually looked at what else was on it, I'm like, oh, we got to talk about that, man. You know, we talk about uh, 
nothing nice. Lord. Yeah. Now, the next one. We got tough. <laughs> and I am holding the tape case in my hand. I heard you picking up something over there. Is that what that is? Yeah. Yeah, well, I... Last time I went back to my parents' house, I found one of my tape drawers. <laughs> and I, I brought it home. And some of the tapes aren't in it. It's just the case. Mm. But, uh... And I don't have a tape player, so I don't even know if they work or if they're rotted out. But, next one. This was... When did this come out? This is 95. Um... When did this subgenre sort of hit? Like 90... Like 94... 94... 94... Yeah. 94... Yeah... And that's from the movie... Uh, Tales from the Hood... <laughs> and this featured... Uh, music that was dubbed at the time... Instead of hardcore... It was horrorcore... Yeah... Which... I mean the best example that you would probably know now would be ICP but that's done not like this is done well but you know ICP is horrorcore done sort of poorly yeah um I can think of like early or, early 3-6 Mafia like their first couple albums those were horrorcore yeah or Tech Nine, Tech Nine yeah maybe. Some, well, eh, not um, so much anymore but maybe some of that early stuff n- yeah I think some of the early stuff he was um then of course um the RZA from from Wu-Tang had a experimental offshoot called uh The Grave Diggers yeah. which was uh a horrorcore experiment we'll say which uh I actually like that album, and um, I actually kind of liked this album too. Uh, Tales from the Hood. It was it was a movie that was trying. It was written by Rusty Cundeef, with which uh, you probably don't know that name. He's a guy who tries to he he makes movies with a message. Yeah, and. Uh, I know he, at least for a time, was uh, part of um, uh, what's the fat guy's name? Uh, Michael Moore's group. He he was on one of Michael Moore's TV shows talking about you know social injustice and stuff with sort of a comedy bent, which is what Michael Moore at least used to do in the beginning, right? Before he got kind of crazy. <laughs> But uh, Tales from the Hood was sort of his version of uh, uh, the Twilight Zone, right? Where it was, you know, these guys telling a story about um, uh, it. It was a funeral director who's telling these three gangsters about. Uh, different dead people in this funeral home and every story has sort of a message to it about you know whatever uh, racial social issue going on Um, he also did another movie that actually kind of got overshadowed by CB4 called Fear the Black Hat which if you haven't seen it it's basically CB4 but a little bit more message heavy 
I never it seen tries that. to be funny, but there's more. You know, where where CB4 is a parody of just rap in general. Uh, Fear the Black Hat was a parody slash message. Excuse me, message movie. Okay, which didn't didn't quite work. It came out about the same time as CB4 and totally got overshadowed because his base is almost exactly the same plot. Right. <laughs> but uh, anyway, back to this this uh, soundtrack. Horrorcore is basically like dark rap. I mean, I don't know how to describe oh, it. Oh, I mean, it's 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 it's, it's, it's hardcore. There's a lot with a lot of with like horror elements in it you know uh, like her references macabre, you know yeah 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 I mean the I think the only single off of here was Domino had a song which wasn't horror no at all. it was terrible uh, just called Tales from the Hood song. I know it sounds bad but it's all good what? these are the tales tales from that was the just hood. movie soundtrack doo doo right there it just uh, I hated that I did, I did not like that at all yeah, but everything I'm looking at here, I have never heard of most of these. <laughs> most of these people, um, who's on here? The Click, which is E40. Yeah, and actually, out of Houston, no, out of uh, the Bay Area or Bay Area. Yeah, I'm but sorry. um, nah, that track. Um, if you guys don't remember the hot ones that go through the ghetto, that actually they, that was uh also used on their uh their uh, game related album, which came out like a year later. Yeah, and actually now that I'm looking at this, a lot of these actually aren't that bad because there's a Wu Tang song on here called "Let Me Adam." That's on my uh, on my fighting playlist. Yeah, that was a my uh-huh. fight game. That was playlist. a single too. That was a good song. Was yep. that a single? Okay. Then there's a song with Old Dirty, which Old Dirty can go kind of macabre anyway. Mm-hmm. He used to. Um, there's a Grave Digger song. MC8's on here. Havoc and Prodigy from South Central Cartel. Yeah, not to be confused with on here. That song's not bad. I mean, really, we uh, as in huh? not to be confused with Havoc, Havoc and Prodigy of Mob Deep, which still confuses me to this day yeah. that that happened. Yeah, it still happens because I think they they're still making music. Yeah. Havoc and Prodigy together, but Havoc is the rat rapper. Prodigy's just a hype yeah. man. But, and now I'm looking at this track list. Really, the only real horror core, quote unquote, songs are um, uh, uh, "Talking to Myself" by NME and Greet Grinch the Mean One. Uh, the Grave Data song is sort of hard, but that's you know what they did. Right. Then there's Death Represents My Hood by Buki Loke, I've never heard of. And then The Grave, which is just fucking ridiculous. Because <laughs> there's... <sighs> I wish I could explain this. <laughs> the Grave by NGN. I don't know who they are, but they have a... a I guess he's a hype man or something called Froggy Frog <laughs> and he talks uh, like uh, like he's got one of the like he's had his larynx removed and he's got one of those uh, voice box things up to his voice oh one of those and it's just uh, oh god 
but I have this album. I have the tape case, and I actually have the album on my. Now heart. let me ask you this: <laughs> What made you buy this? Was it the Wu song? Here's the Grave Digger okay. song. Just because they they because I was in a dark place. <laughs> I mean, I I listen to Grave Diggers a lot because you know horrorcore is sort of the the uh, hip hop version of like uh, angsty angsty alternative. You know, in that in in right. that day. Which I, I guess you would call emo or whatever now these days. Though emo is more whiny than it was, you know, back, you know, then, yeah. back in the nineties. There, there, there was that, there was that element of alternative or punk or what, whatever. It was the guys, the Marilyn Manson guys that are wearing the trench coats and their hair is all yeah. black and greasy. Well, horrorcore is just you know the hip hop version of that kind of. Yeah, and to um, go off on a little bit of a tangent there, also I think um, some other examples I can think of are, um, I guess Brother Lynch Hung would kind of fit in there. Um, mm-hmm. There was a group, that, and these these are terrible because it seemed like this this was a very short. This is a flash in the pan thing. I mean, horrorcore did not last. You know, it was Mm-mm. it was came and went like nobody's business, but. I think after the Grave Diggers did what they did, then you had these imitators. You had this group called um, uh, Flatliners, mm. which was uh, <laughs> which was I think it was like Russell Simmons' cousin or something like his nephew. nephew. And I remember they had a song called "Live Evil," which I kind of liked. We get so evil, live, evil, evil. Yeah, but it was just he was, was it like hanging from a noose, rapping or like down in a grave, rapping or something. Oh, there's a yeah, video. There's a video. I didn't know it was a video. It got banned by most oh, others, but it was it. on the um, it was it was on the box. Yeah, MTV oh. and BET did not play this, but it was on the box. You can look it up. Full disclosure: I have this CD. <laughs> but oh my god! I mean, and then I think there was somebody else I'm, I'm leaving out. I can't remember, but um, yeah, and then you know, it didn't last very long. But it died out before mostly uh-uh. people even got their shit out. So. Well. I mean, the whole thing about... I mean, well, you know what? I'm going to save it for another show. But I've got things to say about the horrorcore and the gravediggers in general. But I'm going to save that for another right. time. So let's just <laughs> move on. But yeah, that, that's horrorcore. That album is is very dark. If you're in a bad mood... Well, actually, no. If you're in a bad mood, don't listen to it. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. Because that might make you do bad things. <laughs> but, uh, I, I mean, it, it's good. It, it's The best song on there is the Wu-Tang song, just because it is good when you're playing a fighting game. Just get you pumped up. Or, or if you're playing an action game like uh, Afro Samurai or something. It kind of surprises me that I wasn't in the Shaolin style um, album. You know, on the, on the CD. Yeah. Yeah, that is surprising. Maybe they couldn't license it. I don't know. MCA or whatever. Yeah. But the... uh, So these two movies and soundtracks are pretty much the same. Um, They were hip-hop documentary slash concert films. Um, 
which is weird because I saw. Well, they they are the show and Rhyme and Reason. And it's weird because I actually saw the movie Rhyme and Reason. Didn't own the soundtrack. I own the soundtrack to the show. I've never seen all of the show. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, you've never seen... I've never seen the show myself either. And actually, most people tell me it's not even worth it. And so I still haven't. Mm -mm. No, I think that's why I never finished it. But, um... I mean, just since we're talking about the show, the show soundtrack, I thought was really good. There were a, a lot of good um, songs on there. Um, see, the Onyx song on there, Live, that's good. My Block by Tupac. That was... When did that... When did this come out? This came out in 95. Mm. This come, I think this came out before... Yeah, this came out in the summer before, um, before Me Against the World came, or All Eyes on Me came out. Um, not Me Against the World, because All Eyes on Me was 96. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm talking talking about the, the double album, before the double yeah, album that came was, out. that but was 96. That was yeah. 96. Okay, yeah, so this, because I remember I bought this. I went to Atlanta to tour Morehouse, and we we were we stopped at a mall in Atlanta, and I bought this tape. And I bought it because I heard we we were somewhere, and th- this kid was a uh, rapping Method Man's uh, verse from from How High. Oh, I got something to say about that. But go ahead. And I didn't know I didn't know what the song was, and then and then we just happened to be in the in the car, and I was just messing with, with the channel. I was trying, trying to find a Atlanta station. I didn't know what the you know the station numbers mm-hmm. were, and then that song came on, and then I was like, "Wow, this song is really fucking awesome." Yeah. And then he said, "The TJ said this is from you know the show's soundtrack." So we stopped and. At, at a mall, I went right to the the Sam Goody or whatever it was, and I, I picked it up. But uh, yeah, it had How High, had uh, My Block, which is actually a pretty laid back Tupac song. Yeah. Now, is my mind? Am I? What's happened here? Wait a minute. Am I? Am I confused? Which version of How High was 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 on this? The original uncensored one, right? But okay, so it's not the slow, it's not the one with the fly, Robin fly. Uh... No, no, that, that's the album. Okay, version. yeah. I, 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 I mean that that's the um the, the that the was the radio. Version. Yeah, see, that's what it was. Okay, because I couldn't remember. I remember. All right, because that was out. That song was out, and I want to know what's from. It's from the show soundtrack. It was how high it's on the show soundtrack. Oh, okay. So I borrowed someone's copy of this because I didn't buy it. And it wasn't the same one. I mean, it's always good, but it wasn't the one I wanted, you know? So that's a little mm-hmm. bit of disappointment there. I think they put it on the soundtrack to their movie, though. How High. Yeah, and they actually recorded another version of it, too. Like a How... Uh, another version. Called, like, How High Part yeah. 2. 
with uh, yeah, Tony Braxton. With- ah, I get so high. Which is kind of dope, actually. <laughs> mm-hmm. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. Doom. Yeah, that song was. I I remember it clear as day now. This kid was walking up behind us. He's ten nine eight five four three two murder one lyric at your door. Yeah, to kind of bring it to your ass yeah. <laughs> Anyway, uh, had another Domino song. You know what? Uh, it was first just off, do you like Domino? I like this first album. He had one song that I liked that Sweet Potato Pie. Yeah, that was I, a good song. I, a lot of people like Ghetto Jam. I mean, I did. I, I didn't hate it, but I didn't like it. Yeah, it. I I like it purely for nostalgia purposes because it takes me back to a, you know, a place and puts memories of stuff in my head. You know, what from parties we were at. See what that reminds me of, Ghetto Jam. And I'm sorry, we're on a tangent, folks. But Ghetto Jam reminds me of that. Um, and I talked about this on Keepers of the Funk, which um, yeah, breaking the fourth wall a little bit. You know. We record those episodes, keep us in the fuck episodes, like a week or two in advance. So you guys hearing this this episode right now, it'll be on an upcoming episode. But uh, now nah, that um, that Domino song, the Ghetto Jam, that reminds me of uh, Kevy Kev when he used to do the bumper. You know, he had bumper uh, music for like each of the segments. And so, oh, yeah. like the 7 o'clock slam, he parodied that. And it was like, the 7 o'clock slam is about to jam, you know, and he did like a little... And he had Domino sing it too, didn't he? Uh, I didn't Domino record it. You know, that's a good question. I don't remember if he did it or someone else did. Huh? Because Domino was in St. Louis a lot too. He's from St. Louis. Oh, it's, oh well, well, he he w- was born in in St. Louis and then he moved to to LA. Uh-huh. But he was born here. No, okay. Well, there you go. So I'm sure he probably still had family. And shit yeah, that's here. why they played so much of his stuff here then. Yeah, but um, what else was on? Oh, that fucking Dove Shack song. I hated that. The uh, summertime in the LBC. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of that either. I hated that song, and I remember one time we were at a party, <laughs> and <laughs> and it was at my friend Clayton's apartment, and uh, we were sitting around, and a, another friend of mine loved that song. It, it had been played like twice in a row already mm-hmm. and it had started playing a third I got up and I turned it to a different song on, on the soundtrack <laughs> and then this motherfucker gets up and is watching like a little fucking kid he's watching to see if I'm looking you know to, to see him change the channel <laughs> or, or to, to, to switch the track back I, I went in in the the bathroom, came back on that motherfucking song is on, and he's just sitting there, <laughs> just waiting to see what I'm gonna do. Oh, I wanted to punch him in the face. Oh, man, I hate that song. Yeah, so I don't much. like that song either. Um, but but it's a it's a very good song to enjoy whenever Quentin's on the way, though. Yeah, I I, uh, it kind of it kind of works. I guess so. Um, you know, that's you know they were a cute. Well, they released a, a lot of stuff from this album too. I'm just looking at like um, I forgot all about. I forgot that um, two songs right here. I forgot about that Isaac to Isaac song, which is uh, run uh, run was uh, behind that. Oh, that old yeah, school which song. Yeah, I do not like. I don't like that song. But 
No, but I don't really? like this song. I always played that song so much here too on on 108. Oh, I couldn't stand it. Yeah, they did. I couldn't stand it. Yeah, but did. uh, but I forgot that was on here, and also um, that song on "What's Up, Star." That's actually not it's a bad not, song, you know. But that that, that who did uh, that? It was was uh, Sugar. Uh, Sugar, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I just remember that song. Yeah. Style. I had to get to know who you are. Let's buy drinks at the bar. I'm like, it wasn't a bad song. It was very, uh, yeah. I mean, it definitely had that. I mean, I'm looking at the credits right now and I see why. You know, I'll say, I was going to say it had kind of like that bad boy puppy sort of feel to it. And that's exactly why it was uh, Hitman did it. You know, yeah. D Dot and uh, Amon Ray, whatever. But uh, yeah, they, uh, that wasn't a bad song. But yeah, whatever. Was it? Yeah. She one hit wonder. Is that the only thing she had? I think so. I remember that. That got played on one hundred eight a lot too. I mean, they bumped all of this. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the Cali Rank song on here. Killed them, killed them all. all. Yeah, it was good. It was sort of a dance hall record mm-hmm. kind of. The- but I I just like that guitar on there. The boom, 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 boom. Yep. And then uh, Bone had an everyday thing on here. And I didn't really like it that much because it didn't really sound like the stuff they had out. Yeah, who did that one? It had... DJ Unique. Yeah, who did most of that stuff. Oh, yeah, he did. Uh, yeah, it did Yeah, because, I mean, they weren't even rapping that fast either, you know what I'm saying? They had, like, um... And see, by now, fucking East 90... Well, was it out yet? I think East 99 Eternal was out by then or about to be mm-hmm. out. Oh, yeah. I yeah, know yeah, First yeah. of the Month was out because that came out in the summer. But, oh... <laughs> Oh my god. That's that what a song. great song. That song still goes hard. And I don't even really like Bone like that anymore. I get sick of that song. Oh really? Yeah. I love it. But this only song. because when, when it came out uh, it was cool. I liked it. I got burnt down on it because every fucking first day of the month, guess what fucking song <laughs> is is blaring through every, in every fucking car. You know, as soon as school got out that day, fucking song was on. At night, going to a party or wherever we're going, the song's fucking on. You get sick of it. Cassie Jackson, come on. <laughs> Hate that song. But, um, and then Rhyme and Reason. Oh, dear. Which I don't, I don't know if I've really heard anything off that song. Oh, okay. Well, then I'm gonna have to take over here for a second because, um, the only thing I remember about the movie is seeing how bad uh, Craig Mack was living. He was living in this little shitty apartment, and he's frying eggs and talking about music. I'm like, oh, poor, <laughs> poor Craig Mack. Yeah, see, and that was um, that was right before he came out with um. He, he came out with his uh, the Operation Get Down garbage album, which uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that was it's a bad album. Ooh, There's terrible, one good terrible. song in that album; the rest is terrible. Oh, bad. But okay, nah, I love. I really like this. Okay, rhyme and reason. First of all, um, I again I dubbed this because I didn't want to buy it because I, I didn't want to buy soundtracks. But all right, it had nothing. Uh, the, on um, BET got a lot of play for um, a nothing but the cavi hit that was a Mac 10 song matter of fact okay yeah, yeah on uh, Grand Theft Auto 5 you guys you've, you've heard it on there because it's in that it's in the West Coast Classics but um, 
there was a video. Didn't they put it on something else too? Wasn't it on on that West Coast Connection album? It or am I thinking of a different time? It might be. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I know it was on here though. I know it was definitely on this. Yeah. But uh, that was the that was the that was the big single. But then they also had the single for um, Tragedy by the RZA, which is a bad song, but it had a great video, which was like where he really took it like old school, like old kung fu. You know, this is before Crouching Tiger. You know what I'm saying? Most Americans, unless you were really up on your kung fu shit, like maybe me or some other people who really like that kind of stuff, you didn't really know about like that. You know, that crazy wire fu, people floating in the air and fighting in the air and stuff like that. And they, he did it. He they, he really paid hom- paid homage to like that kind of uh that style of like um of martial arts flick, and it's one of my favorite videos that he did. Oh yeah, I'm looking at it now on YouTube. The one where he uh the guy throws a spear, he punches it, send it back, and kills his ninja, and then they jump out and they start fighting and they're pulling, they're hitting each oh, other, yeah. and it's stuck. They're suspended in the air, still you know hitting each other because it's like you know all the all the they're just like levitating, you know really dope uh, yeah that was a good song yeah I didn't I didn't like the song I like the video though well I, yeah, was, uh, the Lost Boys had a joint on here that was dope um uh Razzcast well I eh, was I a Razzcast fan back then sorta I really just just gotten into like Soul on Ice and Soul on Ice is not a the production of it is really bad it really doesn't match them but it's the classic either way um, I didn't know Cannabis that well. He was just kind of showing up on stuff here and there. Uh, maybe the year prior and like on up through 97. But uh, he was on this track with Helter Skelter. It's called Uniform. And he got. I was waiting to hear Helter Skelter because I'm a fan, you know. And mm-hmm. Cannabis goes first on there. And he just... And, and he pretty much just ate everybody. Like right away. And then he comes up again and he just does it again. I'm like, wow, okay. Who is it? Whoever this cannabis guy is, he just murdered everybody <laughs> on the song. But then, um, <laughs> you know, it's really a shame that you know, uh, you know, you know, now now these days he's over here going in battle raps and pulling out notebooks and composition easels and shit. Really? Oh, you even seen that? Uh. Uh-uh. He had a battle with a uh, disaster. If you know who that is, if you don't, well, you can look up on YouTube. D I Z A S T E R, and is that? Uh, Disaster actually even said it in the song or in, in the verse anyway that it was like putting his dog to sleep, you know. I mean, because he was a cannabis fan, is what inspired him to get into rapping. It was like just this shell of his former self, and you know, cannabis came with. I don't, I don't remember anything dope that he actually said. And then toward the end, he basically throws the, he basically forfeits, and then pulls out a big ass composition book and starts reading raps from the book. And everybody's booing, and he's getting mad at everybody for booing. He's like, y'all don't want to hear this shit? Y'all want to hear this shit? <laughs> Nobody wants to hear this. Oh. I mean, it was terrible. But I, I like to remember Cannabis for, for, for what he was, or the promise that he had back then. And, uh, yeah, that's a great example. Uh, Wild Hot, you don't remember that one? But Or Busta Rhymes and, uh, and Q-Tip? Oh, yeah. Woo! Yeah. Ah, uh, that was like track number two on there. It was great. Um, there's a lot of good stuff on there. MC8 on there. KRS-One was on it. <sighs> this was also where I was introduced to Master P. Mm. Uh, okay, because I, I dubbed this 
and I skipped that track because you know I listened to it first, you know, and I, you know, is it heaven for a gangster, gangster, gangster? Uh, I'm like, okay, that's enough for you. And I went ahead and just, you know, when I dubbed it, I just uh, hit pause when that was on and then let the rest of it come on. Um, but uh, yeah, I skipped that one now. When I talk about the stuff that got released, okay, Mac 10, that gets out. The video for uh, Tragedy, for RZA, that comes out. They went ahead and released the video for Heaven for a Gangster one time. I was watching, uh, I was watching Rap City, and that came on. I'm like, oh my god, here he is. <laughs> like, I didn't think people were going to like this song. And then, alright, and so at some point, like, uh, I guess right around winter break, somebody was talking about Master P, like one of my, one of my, one of my friends, he was like, what you listening to? And I, uh, whatever I was listening to, I don't know. He's like, uh, he's like, man, you heard that Master P? That one, I was like, I don't know what was out at that point. I don't know which one. But I was like, how? You like Master P? How could you like Master P? He's like, how couldn't you? I'm like, he's terrible. Like, what? What are you talking about? But little did I know that everybody was going to be a Master P fan all of a sudden. And just, it just, people loved Master P, especially right here. And look, listen, people, I, appreciate him for the business acumen that he had um mm-hmm. from that aspect great you know because he got you know he filled a void that really was kind of gone at that point after big and Pac died he did it he struck while the iron is hot and then he tried to go you know and he tried to go off and do um you know sports uh sports management clothing and some other things didn't really work out but at least he tried um I mean, hell, we wouldn't even have Snoop Dogg today anymore if not for Master P because he bought his contract out from under Interscope. You know, out from you know, basically went over Suge Knight's head, bought Snoop's contract out from under them, and then basically said, "Okay, you give me three albums, and then you're free to go." He taught him how to go independent, and that's why we still got Snoop today. Otherwise, you'd still be stuck in label hell on Death Row Records, you know. So, yeah. I appreciate that, but put him in front of a microphone. I mean, oh my God. God and then so 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 this is ninety seven or when this when I when I heard this so it was like for the, the next four years of my life I'm just terrorized by by this menace of Master <laughs> P and then until he finally uh, ran out of steam and is no longer around and you know hey I'm 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 hey like I said businessman great I don't like your music and I'm glad that there's no more of it <laughs> so there it is oh uh, well Jesus. Oh. And you know folks We've been going long And you've got music breaks And everything else So you've been sitting around Listening to this Yeah For and, a while So yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> You guys don't know We still have plenty more On this list to talk about That we ain't gonna get to tonight Oh yeah So I wanna <laughs> um, Just close it out Talking about one Last uh, Soundtrack And we're gonna rewind a little bit Back to 1993 Okay and, um, well, I don't know if the artists felt this way, but when you watched MTV or, um, went to, you know, the music stores, I don't know if this was like a corporate label decision or whatever, but you never saw hip hop music with anything else. This is before, before, uh, Lincoln Park and uh, even fucking Limp Biscuit. This is before the whole rap rock hybrid thing happened. 
you know, alternative music and and uh, hip hop music were separate, and you didn't mix them. But then this movie came out in '93 called Judgment Night, and whatever geniuses out there said, well, why don't we take these alternative acts and put them together with these hip hop acts and let them make you know some music for the soundtrack, which they did. What the hell? And no, have you ever heard the soundtrack? I've never heard of the movie. I've never even heard of the soundtrack. I just looked it up myself, and I'm looking at this lineup. I'm just, I'm, my mind is blown. No, this soundtrack is actually pretty good. I mean, there's. Well, some... I ain't saying it's bad, but I'm just like I don't even. I've never even heard of any of these songs. Yeah, this. Um, I mean, the movie. I don't think I ever seen the whole thing. It's, it's uh, got Emilio Estevez, Cuba Gooding Jr., Dennis Leary. Wow. Three washed up, but <laughs> well, not ninety three and ninety. Oh yeah, no, were... not, not. I'm just saying now. It's like, God, where are these guys? Yeah, like but a, um, milk carton. I don't, I don't even remember what the movie was about. <laughs> but the soundtrack was actually really dope because they got these these alternative groups and these these metal groups, these uh, you know, just straight up rock groups, and put them with with the uh, you know what I think it is? I think someone listened to Apocalypse '91 and heard that uh, that Public Enemy Anthrax uh, version of uh, "Bring yeah. the Noise." And they said, "Hey, let's do a whole album like that, but we'll get you know the popular groups and put them together." The first uh, single off of here was uh, "Judgment Night" title track with Onyx and Biohazard. It was a metal group. That song was you know really hard aggressive i could see um, that working too yeah I mean, and it worked onyx well. was basically i mean i mean that's why slam in fact uh there's a there's a video version of slam which is done like you know with a rock group yeah i, I think it was done with biohazard actually was it? Oh, well, I, i'm pretty damn sure but i mean like i said i i don't know who put these but e- even on mtv you wouldn't have you never mix the you know the hardcore metal and alternative music with the rap there's there's always that buffer show it well it didn't have TRL back then but it'd be you know that sort of like R&B pop right. show that, that'd be in between yo and and 120 minutes yeah w- wasn't that the rock show 120 minutes I um... I think so I don't I know, think. but I just know that, okay, there was like, I know there was MTV Jams and then there was Alternative Nation. Yeah. And then there was like one show, like maybe in the, uh, I guess toward the end of the night, like maybe seven, eight o'clock. Like, I guess we ran from seven to nine. Uh, and it would be like seven, the seven o'clock hour would be mostly, you know, hip hop and R&B. The eight o'clock hour was mostly rock. You know, yeah. the same show, but basically they split them up by hour, you know? Right. Right. And that's what you couldn't mix them together. They always had to be, you know, the black axe and the white axe or, you know, vice versa. But th- this album was actually pretty damn brilliant. <laughs> I'm looking and, at this lineup, man. Just, uh, keep talking. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just looking at this lineup. This is crazy. I mean, I'm just, just vamping now because we're going to get ready to close out the show. 
But uh, I'm actually going to close the show with the fourth single off of this album, which is my personal favorite, which is called Fallen uh, by De La Soul and Teenage Fan Club. This is why I'm okay, because I love De La. I have never heard of this song. Are you serious? I, I think they even had it on an episode of of Be- Beavis and Butthead. I think they were. Man. Boof this. I have no idea. I'm looking at Faith No More. I didn't know Faith No More <laughs> had any more music ever since, uh, what, Epic? Like back in like 1990. Yeah, they're still making music. Man. Only song I remember is What is it? Is it? What is it? That's on. What is it on? That's a great song. I think song. it's on Watch Dogs. That song. It's awesome. And they were tra- halfway trying to rap on that song too, so I can kind of yeah. see how they're. Booyah Tribe. Good lord. When was the last time you heard that name? Booyah Tribe? 1993. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's been color run DMC. We'll run DMC. Run DMC are basically rock stars anyway. I Okay, that yeah. works. Slayer and yeah. Ice T. Ice T by then had body count, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. But everybody Cypress else. Hill is on here twice. One with Sonic Use, one with Pearl Jam. Uh, Del the Funky Homo Sapien with Dinosaur Jr. Uh, Living Color, which you know is a classic black rock band. Mm-hmm. You know, um, with Run DMC. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of great. What do you call it? I, I guess you call it fusion. Yeah, at fusion. this time. I mean, there's a lot of great songs on there, and Fallen is my favorite. You'll hear it at the end, but seeing how we're we've gone so long, let's go ahead and and close us out. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we will definitely be back to talk this topic again because uh, not next episode because we got something else planned. <laughs> oh, but- <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, 30. next episode is episode thirty. 30 oh, yeah. episodes and we got some it, it's gonna be another movie episode yep oh but but mm. <laughs> I can't wait to delve into it I haven't even watched it yet oh I I, mm. I haven't even watched it yet but not well not for this show do anyway. we tell them no <sighs> well okay. I don't know do we tell them or not do we you know what? I feel like we tell them I mean it's not it's, it's kind of hard to find anyway I no, well, we're, we're not gonna, we're not gonna tell. No, fuck no. it. No, okay, all right, they, all right, you won't wait. tell them. They, they can wait, but <laughs> it, it. We'll say that the movie has so much. Um, the movie is part of the show. We will say that we have mentioned this movie on other episodes. We mentioned it in the pilot episode. I wanted to do a little contest and say, like you know, people go back through the archive and figure out what movie we're doing but given our track record with contests you know <laughs> yeah I still got a comic book sitting here that nobody ever <laughs> ever uh, uh, commented on yeah so no we're not going to do that but but um, we've, we've talked about this movie before we've mentioned it a bunch of times so many times we finally are going to do it and, yeah we're doing a big for our 30th episode yeah so there it is it's yeah. movie episode, but not like the movie episodes you've been hearing for the last, uh, you know, over the last month. Nope. I want to say it. This is gonna be a movie we do with love, but I don't know. So. <laughs> I. It might be. I think it's pretty terrible, and I'm pretty. Uh, well, but we have to watch it, so uh, we have to watch right, it and find out. Well, but, anyway. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
So, uh, <laughs> so like I said, we'll be back to talk some more about this uh, in a future episode. Maybe 31, maybe a little later. Who knows? Figure out how we're going to do this. But uh, until then, though, of course, you can find me at Ilrockski. You can find Jay at jru 78 And, of course, the show is at Death Cakes Pod, all on Twitter. The home base is www.nojibbajabbafm.com. Find all our episodes, find all our postings, find our subscribe links where you can find us on uh, iTunes, Twitter, or Twitter, Stitcher, and uh, any RSS podcatcher that you want to use. It's all there. Just uh, yes, and like I said before, leave your your five star reviews on our uh, iTunes page and we will read them on the air you can find us really easy on itunes just type in no jibba jabba fm all one word yeah and all three three of our shows will pop up there yes yes yeah that's, that's exa- exactly and uh you know there's also the facebook which is uh facebook.com slash no jibba jabba fm where we're gonna start you know we're gonna get back on the ball having you know content up there about you know with our um pictures links videos and stuff that ties into our various subject matter you know really uh bolstering that and if you like the show like us there too yeah yeah so i guess until next time folks see ya Now my personality is an unwanted commodity believe Can't it. believe I used to be Mr. Steve Austin on the mic Six million ways I used to run it I guess Oscar Goldman got mad Cause I got loose circuits so loose. I so mean a mother goose with the eggs that seem to be
Lana. 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 Lana!